Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm Jeannie Rice, your co-host. Michael and I will share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. We offer tools and support five days a week. We will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love in Aramaic Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again?, for more information on Michael or myself or forgiveness, please visit www.whyagain.org. And now, your co-hosts, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. Hi, and welcome to Friday, May the 27th, 2016. Our call-in number is 646 200 Four one six nine. Press one, and that puts you in queue to talk to us. And we would love to hear your comments and your questions, because that makes this your show. Welcome, Michael. Thank you, dear heart, and welcome. We're honored and delighted that you're here to join us one more time as the week closes out, and we're well through the month of May, almost halfway through what was just a short time—a new year. And we're honored to have this opportunity to talk with you once again about forgiveness. Originally taught on planet Earth as a tool for changing contents in mind, not a tool. Say it again. Well, you're clear now, but there for a minute you got muffled. Is that better? Yes, thank you. So we're uh, we're looking at this tool that is was originally designed to change the content of the mind that was turned into a scam of letting other people off the hook because it was content in someone's mind. So we're looking to turn that idea back to its original and really truly understand what the word forgiveness means, a tool for changing content in your mind. And as we look at that tool, as we look at how that process works, one says, well, you know, why, why would I want to change that content in my mind? If it's there, it's there, so what? Well, let's take a quick look at the impact of content in a mind. And, you know, make your own choice about whether or not, gee, if that type of content's there, I should leave it there, or I should do whatever it takes to get rid of it. So first impact is that, when you realize your physiology isn't physical, that it's energy, there are two qualities of energy relative to your energy system. Where there is destructive content, that is content based in hostility or fear in any of its forms, you have a disintegrative energy happening in tissue. It's going to destroy you if it's of a disintegrative nature. It might be good to get rid of. Hold content in the mind, and whatever content that you hold, Again, because it's energy, by definition, motion comes from energy. Energy is motion. And so anything that's in motion sets up energy waves. And through the law of resonance, the law of energy exchange, anything that's in motion that sets up an energy wave is going to draw something that matches it into your field. So if you hold something based in hostility or fear, guess who's coming to dinner? Somebody who knows how to play out your hostility or fear. If there's disintegrative content in tissue, the content emanates or reflects in tissue as feelings. It's like you've got a a built-in alarm system. If something that doesn't belong in the system comes into the system, the system says, ouch. Now, you notice that we live in a culture that has a million drugs to serve you, legal and illegal, things that people don't even think of as drugs, caffeine, sugar, nicotine, all of that garbage that causes the ouch that's going on in tissue to stop. 
They say, well, that sounds like a good thing if the ouch is there, then it goes away. Wait, 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 wait a minute. I didn't say that the damage being done goes away. It's just the awareness of the ouch goes away. Not a wise thing to do. I mean, you've got people who will just run right in and say, have I got a pill for you? You don't have to feel that. And if you anesthetize people against feeling what's there, then people will never make a change. And literally, I mean literally, physically, mentally, emotionally, it will be what kills us. Next impact of content in the mind is that when it sets up its energy wave, someone shows up to play it out, that content is going to resonate, and it's, once again, I'm talking literal, it's going to create a construct, a picture in your mind that reflects the nature of that content. And so we see people who look around at their world and say, you know, life just isn't worth living. Why should I bother? You know, it's so painful. It's so traumatic. Everywhere I look, I see nothing but pain. Well, that's only because the contents of your physiology holds energies that don't belong, and there's pain. It isn't, that isn't the world that's that way. It's the world that you see is that way. And you've got to remember that the world that you see is always a construct in your mind that is a product of what's moving in the way of content within you. So there are a lot of good reasons for saying, hmm, I think it would be a good idea for me to face and remove this content. Not always Dr. Feelgood. Going back in and dealing with those things can be fairly traumatic. And we invite you to get on the wagon and go for it because you'll be healthier, you'll be clear in mind, body, emotions, physiology, you things, strengthening, intelligence, intuition, all of those things will strengthen as you take away the deleterious energies that never belonged in your structure. If you have never engaged in the process of forgiveness, we invite you to go to our website, www.whyagain.org. And in the center of the page, you will see a, uh, a red and white bullseye. If you click on that bullseye, it will open a whole series of links. And that series of links will walk you through the whole forgiveness process. On the, well, actually, on any page on the site, on the right-hand side, you'll see social media links. If you go to the bottom one, which is a little red and white square with an arrow in it, and click on that, that will take you to our YouTube channel. I, I was hoping to get it finished for the show, and actually, I'm not sure. I got some error messages, but we just uploaded 16 new videos, and these videos are going to have a thumbnail. The easy way to find them will be there's a thumbnail and a picture of the book, A Course in Miracles. The title of each of the 16, or it starts out to find them, look for that blue book. The blue book of Why Is This Happening to Me Again will link you into a PowerPoint. It's titled PowerPoint. That'll be a PowerPoint on forgiveness, but there's now 16, or maybe they're not now there. I'm not sure. If they're not, hopefully I'll get them complete and they'll be there soon. Uh, 16 different clips from the two-hour Why Is This Happening, or pardon me, no, two-hour Why Is This Happening to Me Again, but two-hour What Is the World from A Course in Miracles. So many of you have looked at the 39-minute uh, mini lesson, ACIM, What is the World, What is Forgiveness? That's the one that's uh, beside the blue cover of Why Is This Happening to Me Again, blue and red print. But these will be 16 new ones from the full two-hour video. So we took additional clips, and we're putting them on YouTube. And as I say, I'm not sure exactly where that's at at this moment, but I'm working on it. I was hoping to be able to announce that they'd be complete, and, uh, and maybe they are but uh, we'll have to see. So, GD, do we have anybody with a hand up in the phone queue or anything happening in the chat room? Any email questions today? I don't have any email questions. I'm the only one in the chat room, and nobody has a hand up. So if someone presses oh, okay. one, that will put you in line. We did have a hand up a minute ago, and they've disappeared. So if you're still on the switchboard, press one, you'll get right back in queue. So with the, all the numbers in the uh, – oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, and Monday is a holiday, but we'll be here. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. 365 days a year. We're here to have this guy. Well, pardon me, not 365 well, no. days. Five days a week, 52 weeks a year, <laughs> to be more accurate. So if you have a question for us, you know, I, I kind of kept the introduction short because 
we had a hand up. So if you're there with that hand, just push one again, and we'll be having our conversation. It would be awesome to carry not forward with. It's not the same hand, but we have a hand up. <laughs> Great. Five four one, you're on the air. Hey, we're all one hand. <laughs> there you go. This is Julie. Well, actually, right. actually, every hand that goes up in the uh, in the chat room represents a different uh, cell in the one hand. <laughs> yeah, it's a different brain cell set of brain cells. Well, I love all of us, and uh, I am love. I am love holding the presence for all of us there. <laughs> So I just have a quick question if you need to fill the airspace, but um, I, I was wondering what, what your viewpoint is on hypnosis and if that really is healthy for individuals, um, you know, once someone gets into the unconscious through that pathway. Because I feel like our worksheets are a conscious form of, hypnosis, but I don't really know how to define hypnosis, but I know it's going into the unconscious, our worksheets, and retraining um, ourselves at those levels. Is it at all similar? I don't know what I'm talking about with regard to the definition right. of hypnosis. You're right. No, the worksheet, <laughs> I don't know. The worksheet has nothing to do with hypnosis, except that it's a tool for dehypnotizing oneself it's a tool for consciously with awareness dropping into the unconscious dynamics and changing them i i have studied hypnosis years ago i worked with hypnosis and i found that it wasn't the most effective way to shift and change people's minds and who am i to shift and change somebody else's mind we're offering people tools, we're offering people options, and the skill we want to empower people to acquire is the skill of changing their own minds, being in charge of their own minds. If you listen okay. to the masters of old, if you listen to the masters of old, they said transcend. That didn't mean float out in space somewhere. It meant put an ink into the state of trance. Get out of hypnosis. Most people live in hypnosis most of their lives. They're trapped in a cultural hypnosis that, you know, pretty much renders us insane. And so become conscious, become aware of what's going on in your mind. I believe that the unconscious is a totally unnatural condition. I'm not so sure about would I want anybody else even the person I trust the most, fishing around in my unconscious? No, thank you. I'll pass. You want to become the conscious operator of your mind. You want to bring your own unconscious dynamics to conscious awareness. And then if they are dynamics that you'd rather live without, acquire the skill and the ability to change them for yourself. So that would be my take yeah. on that conversation. Thank you. Um, I have a neighbor here who's practicing to become a hypnotist and asked if I would, you know, work with her so she could train herself. And I have done a couple of times with her, and I find it leaving me ungrounded uh, or integrated. It's, it's more like she's learning her skill to take my will. And I'm, I'm consciously doing that, but I don't like how it leaves me feeling. So thank you. I'd certainly think twice before I'd let someone, even if it was someone that I trusted greatly, I'd think twice, but someone that I don't particularly know and they're training themselves in my unconscious, <laughs> no, thank you. I, I, would, I would pass on that totally yeah, and completely. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate that insight. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing fine. You know, I'm doing fine on my own, and so my mind is actually trained already to go to those places, and so probably that's why she likes me as a candidate, because I can do it. But I don't want, you know, I want to keep my direction of where I'm going with my mind, so thank you. Yeah, I think that's wise. 
All right. Good, Michael. I bet you have another hand up. <laughs> Thank All you right. so much. Bless have you. a good weekend. Bye. Bye. Take care. Mm-hmm. So, Jeannie. We do not. We don't have another hand up, but since she mentioned the weekend, I would just like to say that this time, this weekend, Memorial Weekend, is mine and Michael's anniversary. It was Yay. Memorial Weekend. Yeah. Memorial Weekend of 2004 that you asked me to marry you, and Memorial Weekend of 2005, we did. And so this is our 11th that. year. Yeah. So we've been together 12 and a half years, been married 11, and so it's it's been a an awesome journey and looking forward to the rest. And uh, just want to wish you a happy anniversary and embrace you fully in my love. So 646-200-4169, press 1. And that lifts a little hand and lets me know you want to talk, that you're not just listening. Dr. Tim is not with us today, so if you're wondering why Michael hasn't invited him to come on, he couldn't be with us today. He had a client. So um, press 1. We're waiting for you. we got 43 minutes, plenty of time for our conversation. Well, I'm going to add another little celebratory note in there seeing as how you mentioned our anniversary. Uh, this coming week is also June the 2nd, the Jeannie's Eternal Day. So we'll invite everybody to hold the space for Jeannie to have an awesome, blessed, and wonderful Eternal Day coming up on June 2nd. I'm not going to say which one it is, but she's rocking. <laughs> yes, doing good. We did have a hand go up. Area code 435, you're on the air. Who do we have? Hello, this is Lori, and I'm in Utah. Hey, welcome, Lori. Good to hear from you. Yeah, this is the first time I've called in. Um, I would preface with telling you how very grateful I am to you and Jeannie and how much love I have for you. I've been introduced to your work a couple of years ago through someone I believe you will remember. I think she worked with you. Her name is Jeanette Houdon-Jorgensen. Oh, of course, yes. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, She's on my list. We were talking about her yesterday. This is, we've been re- doing some work on our database. This is the third person we have not heard from in anywhere from uh, two years to 15 years. Or pardon me, 20. Yesterday we had a young lady who called that we talked about in the last three days, and their names are showing up. So actually uh, she's on my list to, uh, to call and say hello to today. Oh, so I'm sure that she will, will love that. <laughs> So um, she began. So how do we support so, you? Well, I'm having a little, well, quite a lot of trouble actually in my ability to do this work effectively. I think that I'm doing it effectively, but then something will show up in my tissue, letting me know that I haven't been doing it <laughs> well enough to avoid having, uh, you know, the manifestation of those negative concentrated energies uh, in my in my physiology. Um, I started a new relationship about four years ago, and uh, I'm aware of the dynamic of everyone coming into it with with their own bag of garbage, and then you build your own mental file of the experience with that person, and then everyone has their power person. And there are so many power persons in this other person's life that I think it's impossible for me not to walk into his power person file. And I've become very well aware of that. I can recognize many of them. Of course, I have my own, and I'm trying to work on my own, and I have my own fears, and I'm trying to work through those. And I know they don't help when I react to them instead of instead of looking at them consciously and, and working on staying in that active, present space of love. So I've been trying to do well, that awesome. and, tell my, and tell myself to stay in that space and set the filters, you know, set the filters and ask for the higher power to help at least my perceptions. Um, but I'm beginning to seriously doubt my ability to do this effectively because the cycles just keep coming around and around and around and I I can't stay out of his power person file and sometimes I think there isn't any amount of pain that would induce this other person to look at his own mind energy Um, 
So I just I would like to focus on just my own. But when I sit in a work in front of a worksheet, I I almost feel paralyzed because there's such a massive ball of emotion now and such a huge amount of that monkey chatter tape loop in my mind that to separate the two and try to unwind that ball and separate the intellectual thought from the emotion and then identify something consciously to begin, uh, it's almost like I feel paralyzed. I can recognize the gigantic, humongous fears, but I feel really reluctant to jump into those first. So I'm hoping you can help me disentangle (laughs) what I need to do to sit effectively with the worksheet. Well, first off, I'd like to congratulate you and acknowledge you for being such a powerful creator that you pulled somebody in to give you all these opportunities. That's awesome. I'm trying to see it that way. Nice work. (laughs) I am trying to see it that way. Yes. Now, let me ask this silly offhanded question, and let's see where we go with it. If you look back through your life, especially your early life, did you ever find yourself feeling paralyzed? Not with the conscious recognition, no. I can't pull a memory back from that. Okay. So why don't you ask for some guidance from unconscious recognition? Because here's what I know. If... I'm in an interaction with someone and I end up feeling paralyzed, I'm going to want to have a conversation about them. Because look at this. Because of all the things they're doing, I'm paralyzed. And that's the biggest lie I can tell myself. Yes. Mm-hmm. If there isn't paralyzed in my mind, and I'll invite you to maybe look back at your generations, maybe mom or dad. Did they ever function in a, you know, and the paralyzed can look like depression, uh, procrastination, the inability to function. But oh, yes. When you put those can, terms to it, those I recognize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's what I guarantee. Your new relationship, who, at least in your mind, keeps putting you in his power person files because he has so many, has nothing to do with you being paralyzed. That's your creation, that's your opportunity, that's your trigger. So I would start doing worksheets. And have you done any worksheets where the feeling is paralyzed? Or actually, paralyzed probably isn't, see. The right word. I'm thinking more ineffective, completely, utterly ineffective is more Mm -hmm. on target, I think. Okay. So that would be the thought. Yes. So I, I would start a worksheet where in uh, one C, I marked that my thought is ineffective and paralyzed. And then one D, when I'm ineffective and paralyzed, when I'm thinking that's what's going on, how do I feel? Do I feel afraid? Do I feel sad? Do I feel angry? Do I feel rageful? What feeling would go with that if you put yourself in that posture? I think a mixture of numb and sad. Okay. So then I do two separate worksheets. Actually, we're now up to four worksheets. I do one where the feeling is numb. I would do one where the feeling is sad. Then I'd do one where the thought is, I'm ineffective, and I'd work with the thought, um, I'm paralyzed. And I'd do a couple different combinations of those four things and see where, when I look at the goal. So my goal would be, gee, I want to be functional and effective. Yes. And, you know, the, the inability to function and be effective, I promise you, has nothing to do with him putting you in his power person file, blaming you for how he's feeling and making you his power person. That's his issue. That's his problem. That's your trigger. But I guarantee it's not the cause. Because unless those things were in you 
And if you had no issues around that, you'd look at him with a smile on your face, love in your heart, and you'd say, gee, sweetheart, you know, it really looks to me like you're just locking me into that power person file. And I can only imagine how much pain there is going on in here, in there, in order for you to do that. And so here's what I'm committed to being a space of love to support that healing. But since that's not what's happening for you, then your mind constructs a picture reality where he's the one who causes those feelings. And that's why you're feeling that way. That's why you're thinking those thoughts. And as you clean those out, you'll see that that's totally false. Yes, I, I can sense? follow I can follow that train of thought very well um, through many of your DVDs that are my support group at home <laughs> by myself. Right. I, I see that as the dynamic. I do recognize that on a mental thought process level, and I want to get to the point where I feel the truth of that. And, and right. so learning how to separate the conscious, the threads of all these, like just what we've discussed has now led to four worksheets, that's where right. my trouble is unbundling this and recognizing them separately and working through how they're all tied in so I can come back to that place where I feel the truth of what you've just stated. Right. I hear you. So so I, I got you loud and clear, your intellect's following it, but hey, that's not how my uh I my know, unconscious feelings feel are running. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. right. So your process now is to to work out the falsehoods, the false thinking until you come back to that place. And then let me just ask how much time in your life you spent with your power person blaming you for what was going on for them. How much were you used by your power person? Was that a pretty common thing for you to be blamed by your power person for what they were feeling, how things were going for them? I'm I'm not sure that I can answer that one. It was um you know, the the usual you're a child and, and it's a parent and it's uh I don't know that I could recognize that and answer to that. So Well, did you have ever ever have a parent who said something like, You make me so mad? Oh, I'm sure probably at some time that it happened. Okay. So so that would be what that would look like. And it sounds like you've got some pretty deep, and and one of the reasons perhaps for not remembering is because this is some pretty deep stuff you're tapping into. This is not just uh, surface dynamics, but you're reaching into some deep places and taking the opportunity to clean up some pretty deep places. And so it's not always going to be (laughs) conscious. It's not always going to be conscious. It's not always going to be readily apparent. And yes, it'll take that, some time. So now, true. when I mm-hmm. personally, when I do a worksheet, I always have at least a dozen blanks. And when just the slightest thing pops its head up as I'm doing this worksheet, just the slightest feeling, the slightest thought that I wasn't aware of that ties into this issue, and that's where I start my next worksheet. So you've got four there. I start doing those four and see just what it is that they lead to. And as you touch into them, they'll just clear themselves up. All right, that that does help. I feel like I'm up against a, a personal, uh, well, little inability to separate emotion from thought many times. I was raised in a very male-dominant household, and most things for me are in an intellectual thought process and not recognition of emotion. Right. I have to work on that at the same time. Sometimes I cannot separate the thought process from the emotion to work through the steps in the worksheet. (laughs) Right. Well, you know, it's not as important to do that. That's a skill you'll develop over time. It's not as important to do that as to look at the goal that's being frustrated and begin canceling those goals. All right. That'll Mm -hmm. be the more important piece of the puzzle. Okay. And so I wouldn't be so concerned if it's not just exactly clear right now. It's because there's probably some unconsciousness around it. So I would just be gentle with myself and let myself develop the skill of touching into those deeper levels and those deeper layers and the refinements, distinguishing between the, uh, the gross things and the, and the finer uh, energies. And not necessary to get every step of it right 
along the way, it's a process. The thing that will take you there is looking at the um, the goals involved. And, and I think you just gave us one of the keys in the process, and that is you grew up in a household, it sounds like, dominated by the same energy that you're feeling dominated by now, and that's male energy. Yes. So you might go back. You might find that some of the um, the dynamics that you think are about your uh, your new relationship perhaps have nothing to do with him. You might find that he so perfectly matches. You know, one of the things I don't know if you watch the uh, Healing Through Relationships workshop, but we talk about relationship based in matching bags of garbage. And the mm-hmm. fact that the world calls them love relationships. And as you let yourself touch into this male dominance thing, then you might find that what's really happening is he's so perfect at triggering these dynamics with your dad that your mind really isn't distinguishing between him and your dad. And everything of being dominated in that household as a child, your mind is coming up with in your brain's image of him and might not even have anything to do with him. And the tendency from what you said, from the the words you've used would be that you tend to try to figure it out. Yes. That's one of my addictions. If I can just figure this out, that's one of my addictions. If I can just get this figured out, man, (laughs) I I know that one. Mm -hmm. Yes. I know that one well myself. (laughs) You can't figure it out, but you can forgive (laughs) it. And the way you forgive it is you go to the goal. So perhaps some worksheets around, I want the men in my life to honor me having an independent will. I want the men in my life to support me. Might be some of the... uh, the worksheets that will key you into the early dynamics and then here they are showing up again in this relationship. All right. Is that clicking? It It, it is helping. I, I do need some external help to hear things from the outside and help uh, me find some of that sub subconscious <laughs> stuff that's in there. And it helps to know that I can keep the eye on the goal when I'm having a hard time unraveling between the emotion and the thought. Or yeah, I even don't have deciding, to figure it all out. Or even deciding um, what what my goal for the other person is or, or even sometimes right. uh, what I want the punishment to be. Uh, it, it, it brings no conscious awareness to my mind of what I'm actually doing to be working on, and it becomes very frustrating. So it's good to know that I can just keep my mind, my eye on the goal. Right. And and so I'd offer that it isn't frustrating at all, but it, and and let's go back because it sounds like here's the demand that perhaps your power person placed on you. The demand was that you figure it out. So the fact that I I can't figure it out is frustrating is my denial. Just catch the subtlety of the denial. I'm frustrated because I can't figure it out. You're not frustrated because you can't figure it out. You're frustrated because you've got frustration in you. And one of the places you acquired that frustration was probably watching your power person trying to figure it out and experiencing frustration or perhaps more than just frustration when they couldn't figure it out or watching your power person expecting you to have it figured out. You know, That's I've, ringing a bell. I worked with many mm-hmm. people. Yeah, I've worked with many people over the years who, uh, you know, their power person didn't have one second of patience for saying something a second time. Oh, that's ringing double bells. You're you're three years old. (laughs) You should understand this physics concept that I just explained to you once in 30 seconds. (laughs) Oh, yes. We have (laughs) many jokes, many family jokes around that one. Thank you for helping me connect the dots. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So canceling the need for patience from your power person, 
canceling the need to be able to please them by figuring everything out, by always have, being a step ahead, perhaps canceling your need to be in control. Cancel your need to please your power person. Cancel your need to please the person you're in relationship with today. It sounds like you're just unraveling one of the largest cans of worms you're ever going to look into. That's very cool. It's powerful. Yes, isn't it a wonderful opportunity? <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, <laughs> that you've, you've drawn somebody so perfect to show you all of that. It's just so cool. This is very powerful, and I want to thank you so much for being the person who has brought this work forward so that we can understand how these dynamics of life work. Thank you so much. Yay. I hear you loud and clear. Thank you. Thank you. uh, Yeah. So it it looks like probably you're going to walk away with 15 or 20 easy worksheets here. Oh, yes. And and as you do those and you get to the next level of clarity, uh, let's keep the conversation going and see what the next layers look like and how we can support you through them. Well, thank you very much. All right. Delighted. Any other questions or thoughts? No, I'm sure I I will move forward with this and, and call in at a later time to continue receiving help. Delighted. Blessings. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. Blessings. Bye-bye. All right, 646-200-4169. If you're on one of those stations we can't see in our control panel, if you push that button, we'll be talking. And we would love to uh, hear your comments and your questions. We'd love to support you in keeping clear the state of your own mind. And, you know, if we had just had this conversation at the library in your hometown, we're sitting on a stage and, you know, this whole conversation unfolded, these ideas unfolded, what questions would that arouse in you? The, the thing we're here to do is to, the best of our ability, is gather the best questions we can because it's the best questions that always bring forward the best answers. So, you know, one of the blessings I, I hold is that I get to interact with thousands of people who have all kinds of questions that I've never thought of. And here's what I know. If I can just get my bloated nothingness out of the way, then there's a power in me, there's a power in you that has the answers to those questions. If I can get my non-being self my hostility and fear-based self, quiet for a moment. And the right frequency of questions shows up, the right energetic pattern of questions shows up, then out of the creator in me flows the answer to that question. quote I ran across of Einstein's recently where he says, if I were told that I had a problem to solve and I had one hour or I would die, he said, I'd spend the first 55 minutes figuring out what question to ask. And then in five minutes, I'd have the problem solved. Questions are so important. So share your questions with us. 646-200-4169. Let's say hello. It's area code 443. You're on the air. Who do we have? Uh, this is Naja Brown from Baltimore, Maryland. How are you, Michael? Welcome, young lady. We are blessed and highly favored. How are you? I'm blessed and highly favored because it's just it's so much going on with me, and I've been uh, doing the course for 30 years after I came off of my addiction, which is 32 years now, being celibate with my addiction. And um, congratulations! Going to the course. But could I was like, no, they I can't understand this. So I went to Metaphysics, uh, Metaphysics Church, and helped start one here in Baltimore. Then I went and studied under some teachers, some guru, gurus, uh, Baba Bupa Vananda, several ones, to try to get myself um, landed in my mind. Because everything you were saying, I know that I attracted it to me, but still using the principles to stop it, uh, your book, 
why this keeps happening to me. You know, over and over. Have you? Maybe two years or so. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Michael. Well, have you been putting the pen to the paper on the reality management uh, wake-up sheet? No, because I have an eye problem that I cannot get on the computer yet. So we're working through that. Why am I not seeing? What do I don't like in my world that I don't want to see? That's what I'm working well, you know, on right how, now. Yeah, seeing as how you're working with the uh, with the course, there's a powerful course. Uh-huh. I actually just put a post on uh, Course of Miracles Facebook page. And it says, without forgiveness, I will remain blind. You can't figure this out. You can go to every teacher on the planet Planet. to try to figure it out. And you're not going to figure it out. But what you can do is you can apply forgiveness to it. So I would suggest, and if you don't have access to a computer, trottle on down, trundle on down to the library and print yourself a worksheet. If you go to whyagain.org, and there's a a link there that says Worksheets to Print. If you just click on that Worksheets to Print, the first link is the latest version of the wake-up sheet. So I would support you printing off at least one of those, uh, or a hundred or a thousand of them, and starting to apply the principle of forgiveness. In order to get instructions for that, If you go back to the website, there's a bullseye in the middle of the page. If you click on that bullseye, the third link down there, and you can do this while you're at the library, the third link down will open a series of 16 radio shows where we've walked somebody step-by-step through the whole forgiveness process. So I would invite you to take that tool, put it to work, and watch what happens. The insight that comes will be monumental. But figuring okay. it out, not going to happen. Okay. I've done a lot of forgiveness, but I want to know why is yours uh, different? Because I'm doing forgiveness or writing it down. I forgive myself. I love you uh, from this other teacher forgiveness doing that. been doing it for years because I know in my heart, that I hold unforgiveness. I recognize right. that is with all my ail uh, disease, this ease going on with me is from unforgiveness. And so everybody was right. saying, "Well, you you have to love." I said, I can, "How can you love when you can't forgive yourself?" I said, "It's not right. for me to self love myself." I said, I have to start with unforgiveness. Then I can love myself, but I can't put my energy of keeping on saying I love myself and knowing that's a lie and you keep doing the same thing over and over again. Okay. So here's my input. One, Mm -hmm. you and nobody on the planet has ever loved themselves. You and nobody on the planet will ever love themselves or anyone else. Wow. Impossible, total, complete mix-up of words. Have you ever held a newborn child? Have you ever held a newborn child? Okay. So I want you to go back to the first moment where you held that newborn and you looked into their eyes. Do you remember that? Mm. Yes. Okay. If you tapped into the essence of the newborn... What word would you use to describe that essence? Wonderful. Okay. Well, having asked the question of tens of tens of thousands of people all over the globe, just like your answer, everybody's answer Mm -hmm. is always some variation on the theme of love. Now, would would love be an appropriate word to substitute for wonderful? I don't know. I well, think so. the essence of that newborn, when you held the essence of that newborn, would love be an appropriate descriptor? Joy, excitement, with mm-hmm. me, for my child. 
and seeing the creation. So, so would it be appropriate to say that the essence of that child is love? Um, I think so. Okay. So now the question is, is the child loving you? A newborn, as far as I know, I think so. Are they loving you or are they love? Oh, oh, not loving me. They are love. There you go. That's what you are. They can't love you. You don't do love. You be love. So we come into the world as love. The world knocks that experience out of us and then tells us to love ourselves and then go out and find somebody to love us. Love isn't a verb. It's not something we do to each other. It's who we are. So I invite you to stop striving to love yourself or anyone else, and I invite you to start striving to be love in the presence of yourself and everyone else. That'll change your whole game. I heard a gentleman Coleman always said that to me, be love. There but you I go. Never, I Johnny still didn't put had it right on. Johnny Coleman said, be love. She's on be it. Love. He was on it. She's an awesome lady. On it. I know. That's who I said under is Johnny Coleman. Yep. In Chicago. Okay. Now, okay, let's go to the next piece of your puzzle. Please, okay. please, never forgive okay. yourself ever again. Never forgive anyone for anything. So the only you right you know, Vlad- I forgive. Hmm? Pardon me? Okay, don't even say it or or even write it. Forgive anyone. Don't even think it. Don't even think don't it. Don't even think it. Uh, so it's the same mistake. Miracles. They don't even Notice the Course in Miracles says, that. yeah, so the Course in Miracles says, love is what you are. Teach only love, for that is what you are. And so... Your essence is love. And forgiveness, again, the same way that they twisted the meaning of the word love, they've twisted the meaning of the word forgiveness, and they've taught us a Greek idea, and we're taught, I'm going to let myself off the hook. I'm going to forgive myself for that. I'm going to let you off the hook. I'm going to forgive you for that. That's part of it. That's not forgiveness. That's not forgiveness. We've been conned. We've been lied to. We've been tricked. We've been tricked because the court said there's yes. nothing to forgive. Well, wow. what the court says is that there is one single-edged sword, and that is forgiveness. And forgive in the sense of I'm going to forgive somebody for something, that's not forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Okay. So forgiveness is the tool with which you collapse, in the case of yourself, which you collapse mm-hmm. hostility towards self. And when you collapse okay. hostility towards self and bring love, your being, to the presence of the underlying hostility, then the hostility dissolves. That's forgiveness. So it's not about oh. the, the way the Greeks translated of letting yourself or somebody else off the hook. It's about collapsing perception based in hostility and fear. Wow. Wow. We've had wow. it all turned around backward. Michael Bedwick said the same thing you said, not letting someone off the hook. It's not uh, about forgiveness. Wow. Wow. So Vladimir Lenin, the man not... who wrote the communist philosophy and is probably responsible mm-hmm. for more deaths in the last century than anybody. Yeah. He said the way you destroy a culture is change the meaning of its words. Wow. We've had, we've had the word love changed into something we do to each other. We've had forgiveness changed into something we do to each other. Not true in either case. 
Love is a state of being that we need to recapture and recover. That's who we are. Forgiveness is a tool with which to collapse perception based in hostility towards self or others so that the underlying hostility or fear can be removed and free of it, you show up in your life as love, and that's it. Wow. Mike, i got two questions to ask you before we get off the line. Go um, for it. Okay. Um, I've been celibate for 14 years because for me, looking for someone to, um, to love, does, that I don't have that meaning. My my work is that it starts with me, but doing the work with me. So I decided uh, to be sober because I can't uh, be with or don't want to be with anyone else. The second one that I've been around these spiritual people, and because I've been, uh, I don't like to say clean because nobody's not dirty. Uh, I have been in recovery and thought I was around metaphysical people, people that were studying, studying with you all, the Course in Miracles. And when I went uh, to one of their affairs, everybody was smoking reefer. So what is that about in me? Everyone out there was hiding and they were they was going off on me. And I was like, what in the world is this? I was like, I, I got to get out of here because I've been away. And for me to come back that I did not know that these people were so highly metaphysical that everybody was hiding well, their pain I, for me. Yeah. Well, People who are smoking reefer are just doing that, hiding their pain. But they're not your problem. Your problem is what's going on inside of you for you. So I'd invite you to, to stay on track with the conversation about yourself. And the, the issues around which you've been trying to forgive yourself, I'd suggest you download that worksheet from the website. Go to whyagain, whyagain.org and click on the Download Worksheet button and download that worksheet and then go to the radio shows and start listening to some of the radio shows where we've walked people through the whole forgiveness process and start doing okay. those worksheets. As you do that, you will collapse and rid yourself of all hostility and fear towards self. That will change your whole game. And that's why I'm attracting the people to me, correct? Well, you know, it's all done, it's all done with smoke and mirrors, but I wouldn't be concerned about the people. I'd be concerned about what's going on inside of me. You know, there's that old old saying that says, you know, I love humanity. It's the people that bother me. Well, it's the people that show me the parts of my mind that I haven't resolved yet, and there's where my forgiveness work is. Okay. It's not about okay, forgiving so them, nothing to, to do with it. them. Yeah, okay. let go of the conversation about them. Stay focused on you. What's going on for you? Okay. What What is it that, you know, Yeshua 2,000 years ago said, take up your cross. What is your cross? That's whatever in you locks you out of the truth of yourself as love. Whatever hostility or fear comes up that you need to remove or forgive so that the only thing left is who you are, and that is love. Then a whole new world begins. Ashe, a whole new world has begun right now. For me taking this, this step in action to do the work more deeply and stop running around and trying to find teachers to help me. But the help hey, you've, already the you've already got the tools. You've already got the tools. Put them to work. No I one else can do our work for us. Nope. Uh, thank you. I appreciate you. You and your All right. Blessings. Lots of love. And y'all have a wonderful, I said wonderful, because life is filled with so much beautiful wonder. And it is. This, this holiday, which you all really right. are, so, okay. Well, you have a wonderful okay. Memorial Day as well. Blessings. Okay. All righty. Take care. Bye-bye.
All right, Jeannie. Anything happening in the chat room? Anybody with a hand up? I'm still the only one in the chat room today, and oh, uh, nobody has a hand up. I know. We do. Oh, a hand just went up. Area code 760, you're on the air. Hey, happy anniversary and happy eternal day, Jeannie. This is Ann in Ocala, Thank Florida. Thank you. <laughs> All right. That was, oh, both those people. I think it was Laura that was talking before. I gained, thank you, Laura, if you're still listening, for uh, some things that got triggered in me. So that was so helpful. That's why I love the radio show. Um, I just wanted to run by really quickly. Um, I can do it before we end. Um, what I saw in the gift shop, when I went to the post office, and said gift shop. And it just, it just resonates with what you've been talking about, Michael, as far as what the world does and what the society has done and tried to change things. When we were talking about, I think it was, um, I can't remember who it was that made the Inside Out dolls, but <laughs> which is great. It's, it will be the one that goes against what I just saw in this gift shop today. I couldn't believe it, and I came outside and wrote notes. I was going to take a picture, and I thought, oh, I don't know if they'd go for that, but um, it's called a damn it doll. <laughs> it says, if things attack on it, it says, if things aren't going well for you and you feel like hitting the wall, use this doll. <laughs> I go, really? And use the damn it doll? <laughs> yeah, use the damn it doll, hit the wall. And it's not, it's a doll, it's Made out of somebody has made them out of different materials, um, patterns and material, and it almost looks like your figure that you draw on the board. It's very simple, really? <laughs> and there's no instead of eyes, it's a cross stitch X for each eye, and the head is really? not well defined, and it's just stuffed. The stuffed little doll that's kind of flat, you know, uh-huh. like somebody, somebody has made them. And get this, that's though. funny. <laughs> The funny part of it is, is the price and what is on the back of the tag. It's thirteen seventy-five, and on the back it says, not a toy, not for children under three years of age. <laughs> I just... Interesting. Oh, everything resonated and went back to the inside out, the dolls, and think of what we're promoting to counteract what people are putting out like this. Right. Well, perhaps per, perhaps this could be your inspiration to start a line of Blessed dolls. Yeah, yeah. Well, on the Inside Out dolls, I just, I, I just, yeah, I think, you know, I'm going that direction because instead of, you know, using something to hit the wall, I know, because I've used a fist to hit the wall before, is, you know, Ouch. carrying a doll that does something else other than, you know, damning it or using it to damn something. <laughs> anyway, but it's just so is where society is. So I will prefer to promote the Inside Out doll or, like you said, come up with other dolls that, um, yeah, are a blessing. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, we just, we just um, recently got a couple of dolls, actually, uh, that were... Let's see. Worry eaters. Worry eaters. That's the name of them. And they're kind of cute. And they're a cute little doll. And they have a little zipper pocket. And it, you know, the idea is that kids write their worries and put it in the pocket. And we, we've been suggesting to parents who order a worry doll for their kid that they call it a worry resolution doll. And that you know, every once in a while they go to the doll, they take whatever's in there and put some hearts in it. So the kid, oh, why? You know, we can transform through love these worries that we have for the child. So lots of creative things going on out there in the world. Yes, awesome. That would definitely counteract what I just saw. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> Thanks. All right, you have a blessed weekend, and uh, happy Memorial Day. And we're down to 20 seconds. Oh, well, then we'll just say have the best year yet of your eternal life. Happy Memorial Weekend. Blessings. Bye-bye. Consciously evolving.
Thank you for listening to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and myself, Jeannie Rice, as we present the Internal Aramaic Process of Forgiveness. We are here every Monday through Friday from 1 to 2 o'clock Eastern Time on Earth Angels Radio. For more on Michael, myself, or Aramaic Forgiveness, please visit www.whyagain.org. That's www.whyagain.org.